finding life rather dull, dreaming again of exotic places, wishing you were somewhere else, we offer you Escape. Escape with us now to a placid English village and the company of an equally placid little man who one day shook the world, as H.G. Wells told it in his delightful story, The Man Who Could Work Miracles. right in the beginning that I ain't the kind of chap who has a naturally argumentative disposition. Oh no, quite the contrary. I'm a reasonable man who always takes proper thought before he speaks. And one who has a due respect for scientific truth. Why, I ain't never opened my mouth to utter a word that wasn't a pure, undiluted effect. That's what you say. However, when a man of inferior intellect, such as Toddy Beemister showed himself to be more than one, when a man like that insists upon airing his ridiculous opinions in a public place such as the Long Dragon Bar, then I've got no choice but to confound him with the superior knowledge which I possess. Now you say. That's right. So I say. And if you can't contribute nothing but the same three words to this discussion, I'll thank you to admit you're defeated and shut your mouth. Well, now, Mr. Fulton, Well, I ask you, Constable. I'm only trying to enlighten the man from the bog of ignorance he's abandoning in, and he keeps coming up with his infernal, so you say. Well... I'm a-wasting me words, that's all. Because you have not flowed across this far the way words do, they're not even five years ago. Speaking of half enough, I'll have another of the things he does my history. Oh, right, Steve Beanish, I should be wasting my time on you. But out of the goodness of my heart, I'll do it anyhow. Sweet, yes, Now, let's take, for example, that pint of hail that you're holding in your hand. It's pretty annoying, Steve. Supposing, for instance, if that hail was to turn into wine. I never cared much for wine. Always not gale, then. <laughs> now, if that hail was to turn into wine, then you'd have a miracle. So you say. So anybody says. Or, or, or take that master padlock on Miss Blizzy's cash box. Now, if anyone could open that without a proper key, that'd be a ruddy miracle. You need to walk long cutting out of it. Well, perhaps you ain't even aware of the proper definition of what a miracle is, uh, Mr. Venish. Something's one kind and something's another. In a member of speaking. If anybody left too much of cotton on the bar, that'd be a miracle, all right. Oh, be that as it may. But a miracle ain't of one kind or another, oh no. A true miracle is something contrary-wise to the course of nature, done by the power of will. Something what couldn't happen without being specially willed to happen. And miracles ain't possible. That is, you know. Well, I wouldn't go so far as a sailor, young. It's your ignorance of talking. Now, look. You see that lamp sitting there on the end of the bar, burning as bright as you please? I'll see it right in there. Well, now, that lamp in the natural course of nature couldn't 
burn like that if it was turned upside down and hanging in the hair. You say you couldn't. Mr. Beanish, do you mean to tell me... Oh, I don't Maybe it couldn't. And if it did, that would be a miracle. Very well. Now, supposing somebody was to come along, that's me, for instance, and he pointed his finger at that lamp like this and said... Turn upside down. No, 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 Oh, you know, you might have caught the baker fire. Most irregular. And illegal besides, like as not. No more of it now. You understand? I told you, I didn't mean for You're it. a silly conjuring trick. But all I've done was to point my finger at it like that. And stop it now, don't you dare. Well, that's all I've done. In that case, Mr. Fulton, don't get to fit your own argument right out of your own mouth. And how is that, might I ask? If it weren't caused by some form of trickery, then what happened to that lamp was a miracle. Now then, I ain't to hold him with no blooming miracles. Hold with him and not, as the case might be, Mr. Fothergate. But you just stood out there and performed a really true, honest, genuine miracle. <laughs> It weren't a matter of being asked to Long Dragon, you understand. I'd already had my mind set on going anyhow. A plan ain't the kind of place for a man of rational intellect to be doing his thinking in. And thinking was just what was called for. On the way, no miracle theory. But, on the other hand, I wasn't able to recollect no scientific principle that might account for that which had occurred. You might say, the question had dissolved itself into a uh, dilemma. Well, my landlady, Mrs. Teverington, was sitting up in the parlour when I come in. Good evening, Mr. Fotheringay. But I can't recall saying anything to her. Very well, Mr. Fotheringay. I went straight to my own room, closed my door and lit the candle. Then I sat on the edge of my bed, grappling with the problem in a heroic fashion, trying to puzzle out the ultimate solution. Well, now, that wasn't no easy thing to do. It couldn't have happened, but it had happened. Which ain't logic, no matter how you look at it. But it would be the same situation if I was to point my finger at that candle there and say, be raised up in the air. Love <laughs> you like a blooming firefly. That is contrary. There it goes. No. Lack of your hat. Oh, dear, now we're in the carnation of that confounded thing get to. Uh, well, at any rate, there should be some matches around here somewhere. Oh. Yeah. Maybe I could... Let there be a match in the end. Well, now. Just like that. Oh, that's tasty. Oh, dear, a half a moment. Uh, maybe I don't need a hat. Maybe I could... Yeah. 
Kendall, wherever you are, be like it. <laughs> Can't you recognize a man who's got his hands full of troubles? Mr. Fogglingay, you saw coming out of that bed. Because it caught on fire, that's why. Well, I'm all comfortable at all, burned in it. Taking lighted candles to bed with you and me. I'm not taking no candles nowhere. I'll thank you to leave me the privacy of my own bedchamber. You've been drinking. On the contrary, I've been cogitating upon matters of science, which is far beyond the range of your feeble intellect. Well, Mr. Fogglingay, I might remind you that good steady rumours such as a man like myself ain't so easy to come by nowadays. With which I will bid you a highly a respectful, a good night. Well, yeah. old vulture. Don't know who she's talking to. Me. A bloke that's only got to point his finger and say, B? And it is. Oh, blimey. If I ain't suddenly got the power to perform miracles. Real, genuine miracles. Escape under the direction of Norman MacDonald returns in just a moment. A soldier from Boston named Bart showed the world he really was smart. One month was the way each and every payday. Now his future has got a good start. Ever try writing a limerick? Easy, isn't it? Almost as easy as filling out a savings bond allotment form. But not half as profitable to your future. And now, back to Estate. <laughs> evening after work, I went walking down the lane that leads around Millsdale's Pond, attempting to put new mental processes into order, as you might say. Mostly, I kept trying to cogitate on some honest Betsy miracle that I might up and perform. But it ain't such an easy matter for a chap who's unaccustomed to going on of that nature. Now, what I wanted was a genuine article. You understand? No, no little shenanigan of one to make people stop and say, Blimey now, if that ain't a real downright miracle for you. And then, all of a sudden, I had it. I just happened to recollect a chap somewhere who stuck his staff in the ground and commanded it to blossom. So, I poked my walking stick into the edge of the turf. I backed off a wee bit. I pointed a finger at it and said, Walking stick, become a booming bush of flying posies. <laughs> ah, who is by heaven? I done it, just like that fellow in the opera. Now then, what's all this here? Oh, Constable Winch, don't stand that man anyhow. Cease and desist, whatever it is. In the name of the law. Here, you, you there, Rosebush. Go back now. Have a mind there, or it is your throwing scramble bushes there. There. Confounded, blundering idiot. Who's conducting this 
various activities under the cover of darkness, a talking officer engaged in the pursuit of his natural... Well... So it's you, Mr. Fotheringay. The fact of being self-evident, Mr. Winch, I will not bother myself to answer. So you'll not bother yourself to answer, eh? And maybe you also deny that you just threw a great heavy mass of foliage at me? I do deny it. Then no doubt it just up and flew through the air, all by itself. A constable winch. You have just hit the ruddy nail right on the head. Uh, oh, some of them blasted anti-pan conjuring tricks of yours. Is that it? On the contrary, it was merely a small miracle. You don't say so. In which case, his honor might enjoy hearing you tell about it. So come along. I'll do nothing of the sort. Oh, oh, resist me, officer. That'll be another charge against oh, you. Charge, indeed. Uh, Mr. Winch, you can yes. take your charges and, and go to Hades. Oh. Oh. Constable. Mr. Winch. Oh, bloody if he ain't gone and disappeared completely. Right? Now, I wonder if he... Hmm. Oh, I'm thinking this medical business is a bit touchy. Why, a man might find himself in a whole peck of trouble before he learns the knack of the thing. Oh, I'd better go and get myself some real professional advice. Right away. <laughs> Same to you as many of them, Mr. Mayton. Uh, that is, uh, your reference. Oh, no, no, no formality now. None at all. You just call me Mr. Mayton. Oh, well, uh, thank you kindly, your uh, Won't you step inside? Uh, much obliged to you, Mr. Reverendship. Uh, this way, Mr. Uh, I can't say that I caught the name. Fotheringay. A Joe, a W, a guy. Not from my parish. Well, uh, yes, yes, I attended services <coughs> last Christmas. Indeed. So many people did last Christmas. Well, here we are, Mr. Bothering Bay. Uh, take a chair. Uh, it's uh, a covering again. Oh, no, 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 not that one. I mean, it's weak. I've often thought of doing something about it sometime. Uh, yes, yes, that one's fine. Well, uh... You remind me before I leave, Mr. Mayship, and I'll put that little piece of furniture to rights for you. Oh, then you're a carpenter. Well, only in a manner of speaking, if you might say. Well, now, Mr. Motheringsay, are you entirely free to lay your burdens upon my shoulders? Well, the fact is, the matter which I've come here to talk about might be considered of a somewhat uh, a delicate nature. Oh, no, think nothing of it. Please feel free to speak uh, uh, freely. My housekeeper retires very early. Oh, 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 dear reverendship. Nothing like that. Well, then, uh, like, like, like what? Uh, well, the subject about which I'm inquiring is medical. Uh, miracles. Miracles, yes, yes. Miracles. 
Yeah, any special kind of miracles? Oh, yes. The kind which I performed myself. Hmm. And what sort of miracles do you perform? Well, for one thing, I've uh, just finished sending Constable Winch to Haiti. Haiti? Yeah, indeed. Of course, when I realized what had happened, I had him transferred to San Francisco, uh, wherever that is. I'm sure he liked San Francisco much better. Uh, see, you don't believe me. I can't say I blame you either. Well, after all, Mr. Dutheringley. A Dutheringley? Oh, very well, there's nothing else to do but for me to up and perform a few miracles before we go any further. Well, that's, uh, that's very interesting, I'm sure. Well, now, now, you take that jar of tobacco there on the table, for instance. Now, suppose I just point my finger at it like this and... Become a bowl of violets. Oh, well, that's very interesting. Oh, hey? A bowl of violets. Oh, what? Mm, I mean, uh, so it is. Of course, it ain't nothing very spectacular, your evidence. But it's the sort of miracle a man can pass without tangling himself up in a mass of trouble. It's extraordinary. Very, very extraordinary. Uh, uh, you can see for yourself, sir. Uh, Real violet. Indeed. Indeed. Now, now, you take this for example. Um, become a bowl of fish. <laughs> no, 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 not that kind. Live fish in a goldfish bowl, swimming around. Now. Well, oh, that's better. It's amazing. How did you do it? Told it to. That's all? That's all. When I told the thing to do it, it does it. It was incredible. Come on, be sudden, like you might say. Um, well, I'd like to know if it's real, genuine miracles or if it ain't. Well, seeing as our miracles ought to come under your reverendship's special province, more or less. Yes, indeed. However, usually in a somewhat more academic fashion, these are more... Well, more astonishing. Well, as far as I can tell, there ain't no limit to it. Like, for instance, uh, it's all a fish. Turn into a piggy. Oh, good heavens. Look at the thing. I said, I know that. You're away from Mr. Maybeck now. I perhaps I'd best become that same jar of tobacco again. Well, Reverend, what do you think about it? Amazing. It's the most extraordinary thing I've ever seen in my life. I ever expected to see. I, I, I've got to think about it and consider the possibilities. Well, I might come back in the morning. Oh, no, 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 I wouldn't hear of it. Uh, look here, I was about to dine when you rang. I uh, wonder if you'd join me. Of course, I'm afraid there's only cold mutton. Well, now, uh, perhaps there's something else you might like uh, Oh, anything. Frankly, I've grown to hate the sight of them. You don't mean that. Why not? Just name it. Um, <laughs> a pheasant. I haven't tasted a pheasant in years. Oh, then now is the time. Let there be a pheasant on the table. <laughs> oh, no, 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 it's not like that. Let it be dead and roasted and ready to eat. <laughs> Look at it. Beautiful. Mm, smells good, too. Perhaps we'd better, uh, yeah. 
Let there be two beds. Oh, and yes, and truffles. And truffles. Maybe some uh, oysters. Two dozen oysters. Oh, we better make it three dozen. Oh, and some cheddar. Oh, we must have some cheddar. Oh, yeah. A pound of cheddar. Oh, and now, what to drink, the reference ship, uh, Oh, well, well, I really shouldn't. Well, perhaps a small bottle of Moselle. Six bottles of Moselle. Oh, a keg of scar and a case of champagne. <laughs> No mistake about it. I've come to the right place to see. Once Mr. Macy got over his first astonishment, he turned out full of ideas for brand new miracles. Things I might never have thought of, like as not. Well, we polished off that meal in no time at all. And an hour later, we was out walking in the dark streets of the village, churning out miraculous jobs so fast, I fairly wore out my finger appointing with it. I couldn't begin to tell you all the things we've done there in a couple of hours, but... Well, we installed a new railway line, we drained Flimber's swamp and turned it into a nether, we cured the vicar's wart, paved all the roads, eliminated taxation, reformed the Lord Mayor, and made all the girls in the village beautiful. Oh, these weren't any of your eight new miracles. All of these, these were big. And we went right on turning them out, one every two minutes, just as regular as clockwork. Well, by midnight we passed clean through the village and we were walking along the lane by Millsdale's Pond. Fairly tired out by all of that thinking and pointing and performing and miracles. Mr. Fotheringay, I've just thought of another one. Oh, indeed. And what might it be? And the village clock. Listen to her now. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, that's true enough. It hasn't got a very melodious sound to it. Then let's give them a good clock. A great, rich, booming one, shall we? All right, Mr. Mayday. Uh, let that there clock become a genuine London-style cathedral clock. <laughs> Much better. Much better. Oh, the people of this village are going to have a big surprise when they wake up in the morning. After all we've done for them tonight. Well, I might say there's one or two things that we've done that I ain't so sure about, like... Uh, Turning every drop of alcoholic beverage into plain water, for instance. Oh, there's nothing to worry about, Mr. Fotheringay. You can always turn out a miraculous pint or two for your own purposes, and, and, and it will reform all the drunkards in the village. Well, perhaps so. At any rate, we might as well wait and see what comes of it. Well, what do we perform next? No, I really don't know. I can't think of another single miracle that we haven't done yet. Half a moment, Mr. Mayday. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. I just thought of one of my own I'd better take care of. Oh? Yeah. Let Constable Winch be right back in San Francisco again. <laughs> See, he might be catching a boat or a train or something. You understand. I mean, I, I thought the best idea is just to keep sending him back there every once in a while. No, I doubt that you have anything to worry about. San Francisco is some distance away, you know. I, I, I keep trying to think of one more miracle. 
A big one. Something worthy of ending the night with, but I... Who? Uh, well, now. Huh? I... Hey. There is one, you know. Oh, such as... You see that moon, Mr. Fotheringay? Oh, naturally. Now I aren't a fool by the looks of it. Remember Joshua? 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 Oh, now, come over it. Uh, it would be a wondrous thing to see. Well, now, that's a pretty tall order, making the moon stand. Oh, well, actually, it only appears to stand still. What really happens is that the, the Earth stops rotating. But I think we'd better not go monkeying around with the universe. Well, you probably don't have the power to do it anyway. It's really a superior class of miracle, you know. Oh, I've got the power, all right, but I'm not so sure it's a good idea. I could do it if I wanted to. Oh, oh yes, yes, of course you could. Well, perhaps we'd better get along home. Well, I don't know now. I, I might just leave it stop for a little while. If, if you could stop it at all. Oh, well, now, if that's the way you feel, you just take a look at this. Eh? The whole blinking world stops rotating. <laughs> What's all this? Huh? In order to win. scientific knowledge inside of their thicker heads. Aren't I right, Constable Wynn? Uh, couldn't I just say, Mr. Fotheringay, the subject stays exactly in my province, you know. <clears throat> now that are the same, Mr. Right now, Constable Wynn. Regardless, Mr. Beanish, miracles ain't possible. So you say. Perhaps you don't even know what a miracle is. Perhaps if I was to point my finger at that lamp there on the bar and tell it to turn upside down, I suppose you think it might do it. Well, I wouldn't say it wouldn't. You wouldn't say it wouldn't, Mr. Todd Beamish. You haven't got a brain in your head. And I'm only wasting the time trying to enlighten you. Are you on, Miss Bridges? Thank you kindly, Mr. Fotheringay. I'll be dropping in again when the place ain't quite so crowded. 
And so I bid you all a respectful good night. <laughs> well, Sandy, I'd say you got the best of the argument tonight. Glory be, you take a look at me. What's up, Miss Bridges? Sixpence. He left me sixpence right here on the bar. Big as anything. And so he did. The market is ain't never happened before. Thanks to Jervis, we're going to down that blooming miracle. That's what it is, a down that blooming miracle. Under the direction of Norman McDonald, Escape has brought you The Man Who Could Work Miracles by H.G. Wells, especially adapted for Escape by Les Crutchfield. Ben Wright was starred as George Fotheringay. Featured in the cast were John Boehner, Lou Krugman, Eileen Erskine, and Wilms Herbert. Special music for Escape was composed and adapted by Del Castillo. States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.